When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary stories, stories to Tell, to tell on the pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, haunted dresses, <laughs> ghosts d- dancing, um, dogs walking around on their legs like men, um, people who laugh so hard they die, <laughs> um, poltergeists that dress awkwardly, um, yeah. and paintings of little dolls that is a haunted painting (laughs) haunted Um, painting of haunted dolls you know a haunted doll that whose dress is a screen printed haunted painting of a haunted doll (laughs) who's holding a haunted painting of a haunted doll if you're listening to this your ears are already probably starting to bleed and that's okay and that's actually part of it um it's Mm -hmm. a haunted podcast for people who like to laugh um if is that what it is? I think that's good. I think that's in the event that we ever have an interview with Terry Gross on NPR's Fresh Air. I think that's <laughs> certainly oh. the most distilled version of it. God, that would stress me out. Good What's Lord. not? You I, know I, she'd pull something on us where like she'd pick up some disturbing fact about when we were, you know, 12 years old and then we'd suddenly have to navigate that. God, she would know. <laughs> Terry Gross knows all. She knows. Yeah. Um, well, Andrew, today's a Monday. It is. What happens on that day? On Mondays, uh, why is Monday different than any other day of the week? It's because we read from Alvin Schwartz and Stephen Gamble's uh, Scary Story series. Correct. Titled Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yes. And Anna, as we were going through the surprisingly large amount of stories we still have yet to cover... I know. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, as we've discussed before, some of these are you know why we've why we've missed them in the past or why we've skipped over them. Uh, but it doesn't mean they don't deserve love. Um, but Anna, you mentioned this one last week as like a possibility for what you would read, and I I just I couldn't wait another week without <gasps> hearing it. Okay. Um, today we're going to be reading Clinkity Clink. Clinkety clink. Okay, good. Yes, I was I was saving this one for you. Thank you very um, much. It has an iconic illustration. Every time I'm flipping through, uh, I see it, really and I'm like, good. I can't use it because it has to be Andrew who does it. It is. Before we describe it, I will just say, Anna, this illustration is kind of if you and I had a ghost. Correct. And the ghost yeah. was turned into a dog and then back into a person. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. And I'm just and in case in case any of you listeners are nervous, I just want to say. Yes, this one has a jump scare ending. I'm not going to do the jump scare. Don't worry. We're going to walk you through what the book says. Correct. We're going to read the stage directions instead of performing them. Correct. Okay, cool. Um, Great. An old lady got sick and died. 
Yes. Go off Great named intro. character. <laughs> Bechdel test owned. <laughs> Smash the glass ceiling. She had no family and no close friends. Yes. So <laughs> talk to no one, girl. <laughs> Go, girl. Establish give us nothing. no relationships. <laughs> talk to no one about a man. Don't have a name. <laughs> okay, sorry. So the neighbors got a grave digger to dig a grave for her. And they had a coffin made, and they placed it in her living room. As was the tradition, they washed her body and dressed her up in her best clothes and put her in the coffin. Okay, this is died. really nice. This is, I mean, being, this is above being, and beyond. They're being so nice. They're I neighbors? Can't get over it. I I These barely take I, in my neighbor's package. <laughs> I guess I guess in this day and age or in that day and age, it's like you don't want your dead neighbor just stinking up a house next door. So That's it's like fair. you gotta you gotta go through the motions. Yeah, but like they went and found her nicest clothes. That's, that's true. That's, and that's above and beyond. Who are we to judge what the nicest clothes are? But the neighbors, they knew. They looked at the price tags <laughs> and said, this one costs the most. When she died, her eyes were wide open, staring <laughs> at everything and seeing nothing. That's very scary. The neighbors found two old silver dollars on her dresser, and they put them on her eyelids to keep them closed. They lit candles and sat up with her so that she would not be too lonely on the first night that she was dead. <laughs> the hell? The next morning, a preacher came. I know this is – I get – I understand culture to culture. There are different um, forms of attending the body before its burial. Um, the way this is put is very kind of sweet and folksy, but also I have a lot more questions. The next morning, a preacher came and said a prayer for her. Then everybody went home. Later, the gravedigger arrived to take her to the cemetery to bury her. He stared at the silver dollars on her eyes, and he picked them up. How shiny and smooth they were. How thick and heavy. They're beautiful, he thought. Just beautiful. He looked at the dead woman with her eyes wide open. He felt that she was staring at him, watching him hold her coins. It gave him a creepy feeling. He put the coins back on those eyes to keep them closed, but before he knew it, his hands reached out again and grabbed the coins and stuck them in his pocket. Then he grabbed a hammer and quickly nailed shut the lid of the coffin. <gasps> now you can't see anything, he said to her. Insane. Then he took her out of the cemetery. Say that insane. to yourself. Don't do that. Think <laughs> you know, it. That's an inside think thought. It. That's an in- y- Yeah. <laughs> you gotta think it. Then he took her out to the cemetery, and he buried her as fast as he could. When the gravedigger got home, he put the two silver dollars in a tin box and shook it. The coins made a cheerful rattling sound, but the gravedigger wasn't feeling cheerful. He couldn't forget those eyes looking at him. When it, get, when it got dark, a storm came up, and the wind started blowing. It blew all around the house. It came in through the cracks and around the windows and down the chimney. Bazoo, it went. Bazoo, bazoo, bazoo. <laughs> the fire flared and flickered. The gravedigger threw some fresh wood on the fire and got into bed and pulled the blankets up to his chin. The wind kept blowing. Bazoo, it went. Bazoo, bazoo, bazoo. The fire flared and flickered and cast evil-looking shadows on the walls. The gravedigger lay there thinking about the dead woman's eyes staring at him. The wind blew stronger and louder, and the fire flared and flickered and popped and snapped, and he got more and more scared. Suddenly, he heard another sound. Clink, tick, clink, 
clink-de-clink, it went. Clink-de-clink, clink-de-clink. It was the silver dollars rattling in the tin box. <laughs> hey, the gravedigger shouted, who's taking my money? But all he heard was the wind blowing, and the flames flaring and flickering and snapping and popping, and the coins going clink-de-clink, clink-de-clink. He leaped out of bed and chained the door. Then he hurried back. But his head had barely touched the pillow when he heard, clink-de-clink, clink-de-clink. Then he heard something way off in the distance. It was a voice crying, Where is my money? Who's got my money? Who? Who? The wind blew, brzee, 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 and the fire flared and flickered and snapped and popped, and the money went clink-a-tee-clink, clink-a-tee-clink. The gravedigger was really scared. He got out of bed again and piled all the furniture against the door, and he got a heavy iron skillet over the tin box. And then he jumped back into bed and covered his head with the blankets. But the money rattled louder than ever, and way off the voice cried, Give me my money! Who's got my money? Who? Who? And the wind blew, and the fire flared and flickered and snapped and popped, and the gravedigger shivered and shook and cried, Oh, lordy, lordy! Suddenly, the front door flew open, and in walked the ghost of the dead woman with her eyes wide open, staring at everything and seeing nothing. And the wind blew, bzee, 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 and the money went clink-de-clink, clink-de-clink, and the flyer and the fire flared and flickered and snapped and popped, and the ghost of the dead woman cried, Oh, where is my money? Who took my money? Who? Who? And the gravedigger moaned, Oh, lordy, lordy, the ghost could hear her money going clink-de-clink, clink-de-clink in the tin box, but her dead eyes couldn't see the box, so she reached out with her arms and tried to find it. And here it instructs the storyteller to walk around the room with your arms outstretched. The wind went buzzee, buzzee, buzzoo, and the money rattled clink-de-clink, clink-de-clink, and the fire flared and flickered and snapped and popped in the gravedigger. And the gravedigger shivered and shook and moaned, Oh, lordy, lordy! And the woman cried, Give me my money! Who's got my money? Who? Who? And gentle listener, at this point, it wants me to jump at a nearby friend and shout, You've got it! Ah! The, the hell end. Oscar! Emmy! Tony! <laughs> Brit Award. It's a very scary story. <laughs> Thank you oh, very much. Oh my god. Andrew, I am speech <laughs> I'm floored. I really like I've never had this I've never had this story read to me before. I only ever read it to myself as a kid and like I never really liked it that much and like hearing it out loud, you just realize like that's what these stories are meant to be. They're meant to be read out loud to your friend who's scared. I remember being a kid reading these books in my house and like, I was like, why do they keep saying busy, buzzy, buzzoo? Why do they keep saying clinkety clank? Why do they keep saying lordy, lordy? And it's because like, it's like a song, like yeah. each part, each part of this, it's almost like a, um, like a round or like a, oh, you're like a right. song where there's like a little bit that gets added each time. Yeah. Yes. Um, like a frog on the tree and the tree and the limb, <laughs> that whole thing. 
that's um, true. It is kind of um like what's the one with like this is the man who da 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 that you keep adding things in like chorus yes. in second grade. Yeah. Yeah, like I could see doing this with a big room of kids and like giving like you guys are the wind and you guys are the fire and Oh, that's um, a really good idea. This actually, I would say this story is like almost R-rated in how scary it is. Like, I, I don't know, <laughs> listener, I don't know where you're at, but I am scared. I'm like in my house looking over my shoulder. <laughs> and I'm the oldest person who's ever been alive. So Ripley's Believe It or Not. Um, I'm older than Dua Lipa. You know, <laughs> that's something I think about eight hours of the day. Oh boy! I be scared of anything. Yeah. Did anyone else have the experience watching that Britney Spears documentary where you were like, "Oh, she's only six years older than me"? Like insane. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah. The other thing that is really fun about this story. So this is a classic twist on the Golden Arm. Yes. Um, this is your just delicious, your wonderful sausage. Right. Right. Your um, big toe. Who's got my toe? Who's got my bone? Who's got my arm? Who's got my liver? You know, all of these things and more. Right. Whereas this one, very relatable, who's got my money, which many of us are asking about stimuli and that's fine. Joe's got it. Joe, call up Joe. Clinkity clink. (laughs) Yeah, this is really, okay. So um, let's talk about this illustration, Anna, because it it just can't go on any longer. We got to talk about it. It's too scary. Um. Let's just, uh, yeah, as we've said before, Anne and I feel a deep kindred. This is, my mirror in my bathroom is way too big. This is what I see every morning when I turn on <laughs> the bathroom no. light. Yeah, very much so. I wear a full frock to bed. Um, Anna, would you, would you help describe what's going on here in this oh, illustration? Oh, God, there's so much, and I'm scared to look at it. Me too. Um, it's like an a ghost of an old lady. It's the moment where she, ugh, I'm like scared looking at it. I don't like that I'm looking at it. Ugh. ugh. Um, it's, oh, she's so fucking scary. <laughs> and like her eyes are open. She's seeing nothing. Yes, dead eyes. And she, it's all like very watercolory, very Stephen Gamble, um, very smudgy. That's sort of like overexposed light effect that he does. Yes. Um, you can see that there's like wooden floorboards that she's kind of, gliding over she's standing in the doorway and her arms are kind of like they're undefined like it's all very smudgy but they're kind of her right arm is kind of down and her left arm is like moving up yeah oh that's she has like sort of spider webby ghosty gauzy clothes with like black buttons down the front like a black ribbon around the waist um, and her hair is just stringy and straight down, which like no judgment, but you know, <laughs> and her eyes are like black, like holes yeah. with little white dots way back in them. Oh, just pinpricks of light. It's so pinpricks scary. of light. And she's got like some stringy bangs and <laughs> she has under eye bags like wild <sighs> and her nose is two holes and her mouth is this little skeleton sucker mouth it's awful it's so upset yeah it's the thing where it's like the teeth go into the lips because the lips are rotted away it's very scary i don't want to look at it no it also the only thing that makes me feel better is um it also kind of looks like she's walked in she's like been at a party she left her she left her coat in a room and she opened the door to leave the party kind of Irish goodbying. She opens the door and there are two people making out on the bed 
on top of her coat. <laughs> on, on her coat and, and purse. And she's going, oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. And it's two people who she didn't know were queer. Exactly. And she's like, oh, oh, did I have, am I, do I have to do secret or is it actually bad to keep secret? <laughs> right. Should and I tell everyone? Am I reacting more strongly to this because it's two queer people and not, you know, a, a heteronormative relationship? Like you can see all of yeah. these thoughts are going through her head. She's definitely someone who like reached out to her friends in a moment of crisis to be like, just checking on you. And it's like, uh. I know that you know that it's like you think you know the right thing to do, but yeah, it's no, but we don't trust you. She also, uh, this is something I'm just noticing, Anna. Uh, Stephen Gamble, the true master, it looks there's an effect of the drawing that makes it look like her arms are in rapid motion, which yes. is very scary. I don't like a, a rapid ghost. No, ghosts move slow. Oh, we all know that's this. That's the only good thing about ghosts. And I would say that's a scary thing about ghosts. Yeah. But like, it is a tactical advantage that they're slow. Yes. If they're fast, you are done. Right. You're done. It's like the, uh, uh, the concept of a ghost finishing its its unfinished business brusquely is far <laughs> too scary. Oh, I can't handle that. Yeah. With a brisk pace, no thank you. No, thank you. Slow down. Um, yeah, this illustration is, oh, it's so scary. This is definitely, in addition to the Haunted House one from the first book, this is one that I would dash past. Like, I was just like, oh, can't really? dwell on this, can't dwell on this pick. It's so funny because she has the look of a friend who is like a tertiary friend who's like, are you mad at me? <laughs> Like, I, I wasn't scared of this. I was annoyed by the busy, buzzy, buzzoo. I yeah. was like, I don't know what that is. And it's not scary to me. But hearing it out loud, I was like, oh, that sounds like those crazy windy windstorms. Yeah. Where the you just can't believe the sound that the wind is making. <laughs> hearing it, like, I needed to hear Andrew Farmer say it out loud. When you're just reading it and you're a kid, busy, buzzy, buzzoo, and oh, lordy, lordy. I was like, literally, this is the lamest. It's like going to a friend's church where it's like... <laughs> Just whatever. What is all this? I, I will say, I'm sure that my, I haven't listened to this in forever, but I'm sure that my reading is heavily influenced by the um, scary stories to tell in the dark on tape, which I believe is done by an actor named George Irving. I'm going to make sure Ooh. that's right. Um, Sounds like a but great. He does, he does so well at like capturing those. I just remember as a kid, we would, yeah, George S. Irving. Every Halloween, we would like listen to this tape and it was devastatingly scary he's really good oh, this went from like bottom of the barrel least scary story to like one of the scarier stories of the whole trilogy for me oh, wow. just hearing it out loud and like your performance was amazing but also like these these stories like alvin schwartz talks about yeah. how it's from the oral tradition and these are gathered from folklore and like retellings and it's meant to be told around a fire um Right. And yeah, I, I yeah, just like with the drawing, I was like, this isn't scary to me because I don't get it. And then like here, having heard it, this drawing is now much scarier to me. Yeah, it's it's amazing too. I, it's kind of like we've talked about Taily Poe before, and certainly we've read The Big Toe. Like, it's funny how um, repetition in scary stories is so effective when it's told out loud, especially if you're a kid. It almost achieves this kind of like trance like um, tension. That then they like you've got it is so scary. Ugh, it is so scary. It's also like you don't got it. Like the Grey Digger has it, and we know that. I know. I don't have your money. Oh, there's so much to talk about with this. Yes. Um, okay. 
well, let's talk about what's scary about it. I mean, we've already talked about it, but like, yeah, um, should we get a little meta? It's, you know, in generally, it's scary to think about what it'll be like after you die, especially the idea that it would be kind of lonely. Yes. Like this description, like your neighbors are taking care of you. That's too bad. It That really spooks me up. And, and I think that the other, the other, like, from the point of view of the old woman, um, yes, super scary to have a stranger like take something from you. Um, and then from from the gravedigger's point of view, I think what what why we can like put ourselves in this situation is that like m- probably most of us have never taken coins off the uh, eyelids of a dead person. I'm guessing. <laughs> I have to say, I have questions about this gravedigger. <laughs> My privilege is showing that that I can't believe that that would be a reality for people. But who knows? I don't know everyone's life. Um, but I think we all have done a thing before we knew it that was wrong and then had to live with that. Like we make a call too quickly or like, we're not even thinking and we do something and we're like, oh my God. And that guilt manifested in the form of a ghost coming back to haunt you forever is very scary. I know this felt like a real ad for better help. Um, (laughs) did you screw up at work and that's making you crazy? (laughs) Better help. Um, (laughs) <laughs> it like it was it was pretty easy to read it as like his guilt is kind of making him crazy until she shows up right um but uh but yeah like the idea that no one's gonna know you did this bad thing except for you right um, right Ugh. and like that dead gaze is so scary because it's like how could they not see anything their eyes are open right um like that haunting feeling of she's still looking at you very scary um it just yeah this lonely death also like i would love to see a version of this where she's like who took my money okay you have it okay who gave me a bath <laughs> <laughs> who yeah who Which... cut my bangs who i have a distinct memory of five of you giving me a bath and then talking about my clothes okay anna in the event that we are her neighbors <laughs> yeah which <laughs> I mean, we're oh, no one's gunning. Rude. No, no one's gunning for the bath. You know, like in terms of like divvying up jobs, it's like helping a friend move. It's yeah. like no one's like, oh, I'll I'll do the bath. I do feel like in inevitably, you and I would end up being the bath people. Like oh. there would be some reason, and you and I would not be um uh uh like self <laughs> i'm trying to think of what the i'm trying to think of what term you and i would be too like uh, i mean sure whatever people i guess like yeah i guess i i've kind of got to go at 5 30 but if the bath can be done by then <laughs> i have like a medium hard out at 5 30 but i could flex to six if <laughs> i could take an uber which yeah that that's not that bad and by then everyone's already left the room saying thank everyone's- you so much thanks andrew and anna they're all making plans for like where they're having dinner and we're just <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, this is making me think a lot about, um, my favorite, um, I've become a, an unapologetic consumer of YouTuber culture, uh, (laughs) which is sort of my own, um, uh, quarantine process, but (laughs) other people are like gardening and I'm just becoming a YouTuber fan. But, uh, (laughs) Caitlin Doty is, uh, she has the order of the good death channel on YouTube. She's a mortician who like demystifies death and, uh, opens up the funeral process. And she's a big fan of, the idea of like returning to traditional burial practices, including mm-hmm. the family being involved in like um, washing the body and dressing it and spending time with it. Um, so it just makes me think about a lot of the stuff that she talks about on her channel, which sounds like impossibly scary, but also like 
I can see the benefit to like the grieving process sort of being more helped along by that. But then when it's just a random person. Right. And when it's I don't a know. Neighbor. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I think the concept of bathing, the concept of bathing anyone very intimate and in a, in a puritanical culture, um, one would say uncomfortable. Yes, um, definitely. I do think it ultimately would be more like a sponge bath. Like, yeah. I don't know if you're putting her in the tub. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be doing some Febrezing for sure. We, oh no! Oh my God, Andrew, we would. I know, and then you and I would we'd be both. We'd be haunted. We wouldn't. Even, we would not have even gotten home before we being haunted. It would be like, who used Lysol wipes on my crack? used an entire canister of Lysol wipes on my feet and crack. Or the other thing I could see us doing is we put we put the corpse <laughs> in a tub, we fill it up, we find a bath bomb, and we're like, let's just see what the bath bomb does. <laughs> it just dissolves her flesh. <laughs> we're like, well, they're like, where's well, the body? It did go down the drain. We have her skull, but everything else is cool. You know, Everything else is gone. I don't know what was in that bath bomb. It normally makes me really moisturize, but it dissolved her. It dissolved her to hell. Oh, my God. We haven't even gotten to the part where she's a ghost. We're both just so scared by the idea of dying alone. I know. I, know. And, uh, I guess it's also like because then when I think about if I was a dead body being bathed, it's like, oh, God. Then right before you die, you have to think about like, am I wearing deodorant? Have I like – what are what are people getting into after I die? Like, how do I set this? It's sort of like when yeah. you have company staying in your house when you're not there. And you're like, how do I anticipate Ugh. what could happen yes. before they get there? Yeah. Absolutely. The idea of someone staying at your place when it's dirty and you're not home yet. It just is. <laughs> Absolute nightmare. Oh, <laughs> they're then, just looking at your underwear in the middle of the living room and they're like, how do you live? <laughs> and then the thing is, Anna, like. If if so, if we're the dead lady in this situation, all of our friends are like comedy people. So you know, there's going to be a Twitter thread about our nasty bodies. Like it's just like this is. Oh, thank goodness! God. Thank goodness! You and I are in relationships with non comedians, so we so we know that oh the, the tweet's not going to be like my spouse's rank ass. Like it's just like I just don't <laughs> want to talk about this. Oh my god! No, Jason, he would be really good at it. Oh, both of our spouses are uh, Eagle Scout and Eagle <laughs> Scout with an asterisk next to it. Right. So I'm sure they do a great job of bathing our corpse. Babe. <laughs> He's in the other room listening to his own podcast, eating pasta. <laughs> Chris is going to um, listen to this and be like, oh God, well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> He'd do a great job. I think he would. I think he would. I'm not going to let, I've said, just if I die, light the whole house on fire and then that will just make oh, that it. Yeah. Burn me down. <laughs> that is what I want. Um, yeah, I, uh, and then she's a ghost, which is scary. Like the idea of your friend walking around, reaching their hands out, like you've gotten that repetition in at that point. So mm-hmm. everybody is in that a little bit of a trance, like you're talking about. And then your friend starts moving, which I have to say, I, you don't expect someone to start walking around when they're telling a scary story. No, the, the rules are out the window. Yeah. The, yes. The, the proscenium is gone. The, you're, this is cats. This is the, the beginning <laughs> of the second act. The cats are in the aisles. They're Ugh. meowing. They're grabbing at your dad. The proscenium has no power anymore. You are it in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's scary. And the idea of being grabbed, I could, I could hear the shriek. 
Yeah, this is definitely one that when I would read to campers um, after Scary Stories got banned and then they came back, but they could only be from Scary Stories books. This was one that really, I mean, it's like I wasn't doing any grabbing. I was doing some walking around and jumping at kids, but that was, it it would be pure pandemonium as soon as I stood up because it was just like, you can tell a story and stand like everything was unclear. Oh my God. Have you ever been that powerful again? Oh no! When you're <laughs> no, I, I, and I never will again. I mean that that is that is just that is the peak of it. When you're a kid and you're sitting and an adult is standing, you are nothing. Like like oh that is just God. the reality. Just like commanding the attention of that many cabins of kids, <laughs> I will never. I realize that like my ideal industry is like screaming in a lodge after meal for children <laughs> like that is where i should be working and living but it pays very little so i can't i'm not gonna do that also I summer know. isn't all year long so i know it's funny. classically summer is not all year all year long you it's know? not summer uh, is seasonal <laughs> that's true spooky is not seasonal but summer sure as hell is um yes. anna who are we gonna cast this one this is a true powerhouse duo. This calls for extraordinary measures. Who are we going to cast as the Grave Digger and the Ghost of the Gold Rich Woman? Oh, the Grave Digger could be so many people. I could see it being Brian Tyree Henry. Oh, sure. I could see it being Brian Darcy James. <laughs> Three name Brian's. I'm feeling Brian Jordan Alvarez. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, who's not a YouTuber, but does is does his work there. Yes, There's spiritually feels like yeah. Someone who posts on YouTube and a YouTuber. Um <laughs> Yeah, I could see it being um, you know, Brian Fellows, the character. Yes. What um, a, a classic meta move. <laughs> and I could see David Harbour. But he's a little too smart. I like he not like these other people aren't smart, but like his characters are so tortured by their own Yeah thoughts like i think he's too calculating right that's true you you want someone i mean i mean if we were going if we were like heartless hollywood execs we would go straight to tom hardy you know um but i want someone a little more guileless like like maybe a john c Riley. Big time John C. Riley. That could be, yeah. That that's whose picture would be on the wall. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. What about the old woman? Oh my god. Um. I did just watch. Um. I care a lot, so I want to say Diane Weist, who I <gasps> put in everything. She Which, is a perfect actress. Her performance in that movie was one of the, dare I say. Only things I like. Talk later. Um, I know. Yeah. Let, we'll, guys, we'll talk about it in our, our other podcast. Guys, yeah. Find me after the podcast, everyone. Just meet me right outside the podcast and we can chat. <laughs> we can smoke and talk. Right before I hop in a cab, <laughs> we can talk outside the podcast. Uh, uh, I just need to smoke a cigarette and like, talk shit in the parking lot of this podcast. So just meet me there. <laughs> it's um, fine. Yeah. I'm also thinking, okay, is this when we go with Meryl? Like, is this when we take the jump and we get Meryl? <sighs> Wow. I feel, Uh, yeah. What what are your thoughts? Here's the thing with Meryl. There are certain performers who are geniuses because of how fearless they are. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then there are other performers who are geniuses because of the fear that they have. Ah. Uh. That they are a little fragile and you can see <gasps> that hesitance. And I think that Meryl is the second one. And I think for this performer, we want someone who is completely fearless. Anna, like that breakdown gave me goosebumps. You're a genius. I <laughs> am so smart in a way that's like not smart, like would be smart in very limited ways. That's the best I've ever heard that put about good actors, Anna. I just wow. think about it all the time because I am like deeply fearful and like it amazes me to see people who aren't at all embarrassed to be doing what they're doing on mm-hmm. stage when it's like, or on the film when it's like embarrassing. Like there are times where I act twice a year famously because I have like a mild case <laughs> and um, I'm not very talented, but I just don't feel like quitting. That and is a very good actor. <laughs> it's fine. I'm no one. It's fine. But like, there are so many times where I'm doing so, especially for voiceover stuff where they're like, can you do it bigger? And I'm like, I don't want to. It's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's nerdy as hell. I don't want to do it big, louder. Ew, I don't Ugh. know. And then there are people who like have absolutely no problem like being covered in grape jelly and screaming right, and right. like holding their butthole open. And like, I think we need a, a butthole holder. That's true. I, Anna, this is making me think, I mean, Diane Weist is such a good call. Um, I know we just, I mean, Cherry Jones is like a powerful person, but we just talked about Cherry Jones. I also feel yeah. like there is something up, like in, there's something about her stage performance in Doubt, which was like performing I'm in control, but you could sense the like wavering under everything, which I find very yes. compelling. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that I like. June Squibb, like friend, uh, frequent, frequent cast member of the pod, not friend yeah, of the she, pod. I hope, <laughs> I wish she would frequently be. on the pod. <laughs> what is this? Where does it go? Where's the camera? No, there's. I was ordering soup dumplings and now suddenly I'm on a show. <laughs> Thanks for joining the pod. Uh, I'm hungry. Um, God, I think Bob the Drag Queen would actually be great. I love Bob the Drag. I love, like, because here's, I feel like very often what happens with drag performers is we assume, like, they are the character, but in order to perform drag, I think that that does take some um, acting skill. And Bob the Drag Queen's a very good actor. Oh, yeah. Like, could commit to the sort of operatic performance. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Oh, thanks. Um... Oh, well, damn. Another, oh, just another quick thought about casting. Um, uh-huh. I also feel like I, oh, this is, this is another kind of twist. Sigourney Weaver. I'm thinking, oh. I'm thinking of someone whose ghost would be um, intimidating. Good point. Uh, I wouldn't want to disappoint her at all. No. Can you imagine stealing from Sigourney Weaver and then her ghost oh. coming back? I can't, I can't do it. The, the, the panic is already rising up in me. God, her ghost calls me a neoliberal hack. I'm like, you don't know what neoliberal means. Define it for me. <laughs> oh, wow. Stressful. Um, well, Anna, Good thank point, you for letting Andrew. me read this longish but effective scary story today. Andrew, I will never be able to repay you the, <laughs> the, like, the level and the quality of entertainment that I gleaned. <laughs> From your performance tonight. This is very generous. Thank you so this much. This is my favorite thing that I've binged in quarantine. Is you <laughs> oh, that's very, that's very generous. Thank you. This is my Tiger King. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Um, speaking, speaking of things we binged, what is um, something scary that happened to you this week, Anna? <laughs> something scary is that you read that story to me just wow. now. Wow. I appreciate um, that. 
That's one. And oh, no, this is something scary. I had a dream that I was put on the schedule at the hotel I used to work at. Oh, my God. And was like, I don't work here anymore. (laughs) And they were like, what are you talking about? You you're on the schedule. You're required to cover those shifts. You have to get coverage. And if you can't get coverage, you have to come in. And I was like, well, I don't have any numbers for anyone who works here now. It has been five years. And they were like, well, I don't know what to tell you. You got to come in. That is very scary. And then you were like, okay, I'll get my blazer. Truly, Andrew, you don't know. I like to this day, I can bless you. Thank you. To this day, I can't wear blazers without being deeply (laughs) sent back to a time and place. Um, It was awful. And it's because I was thinking about, I was listening to a podcast about like um, uh, Medicare for all and like how workers can't call in sick. Oh, it was like sick leave in the US versus other places. Oh, yeah. And I, there was one time where I called in sick and they said, you have to come in. Oh. They just said no. And I came in, which is like a very common thing. Anyway. This is also broken. Ugh. Anyway. So that's scary. Yeah. For many reasons. Um, what about you, Andrew? What's something scary that happened to you? This okay. Week? This one's pretty brief. Um, this is, okay. So like two and a half months ago, I made um, some baked macaroni and cheese. I put it in the freezer. <laughs> I then was on autopilot yesterday. Where I just uh-huh. wasn't, wasn't really thinking. And then I took the macaroni and cheese out of the freezer from over two months ago. And then I baked it and ate the leftovers. But then as I was eating the leftovers, I forgot that I had taken it out of the freezer. And in my head, I was like, this macaroni and cheese is two and a half months old. And I have contracted uh, some. Like, I was just like, well, that's it. And I'm like, I'm shitting myself to death. And we all knew <laughs> it was going to be something like that. Um, but then I remembered like, oh no, this is from the freezer. Everything's fine. And everything. You thought it was from the fridge for a second. I did. I totally forgot the extra oven time. That's scary. Yeah. Um, but everything's fine. Dietary tract intact. She there. She there. (laughs) She out there. She is. Oh my God. That is, I, when I die, it will be from myself, food poisoning myself. (laughs) (laughs) All the time. I'm just very aware of it. And I don't know that I've had food poisoning really. So actually, I'm no. knocking on every wood surface in my home right now. It's not a, it's not food poisoning when you eat something that is uh, not not edible anymore, <laughs> and it makes your body feel bad because it doesn't want it. That's not food poisoning. That's yeah. just you're a, you're a dog eating a chicken wing on a sidewalk. Yeah, if you eat steel wool, you did not die of food poisoning. <laughs> I know. There's so many times where I'm like, I had food poisoning. It's like, no, you ate milk and jumped around, you know? Like, <laughs> Oh, Anna, that feels like the best possible place to end this old On that note. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Something scary just happened. What happened? I have my headphones on and I'm facing the window uh-huh. in the bedroom. And Ladybird was inside with Jason because he was cooking and she like had to observe him cooking. <laughs> and in the window, I saw a reflection of this little white smudge climbing the dog stairs. <laughs> and it was her. And we've talked about how she's a ghost before because she's a little white thing that like tiptoes. Jason must have opened the door and let her in very quietly because he's a podcast producer. Oh, my God. Oh, it just seemed like she fucking teleported in here. That scared the <laughs> hell out of me. <laughs> oh well, wow. what a genuine like, moment yeah. of fear, Anna. That was great. And let's end on that. And to to all of you and to Ladybird, I say, get, get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary stories to tell on the pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. 
Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.